0: This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Oh, hang on the roof. Good night. The road. He shook up the world again. Anthony for three. That one goes down. And the game is down. See ya! A monster home run. Back-to-back back home runs by the baby mama. Penetra creates. And, really, really and shows some dexterity as well with the left-hand. Part. Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the show. How you doing? Episode 402 of BD4, I'm your host RJ. And um, thank you for stopping by. If you are new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Um, Give us a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We're currently a 5-star podcast and would like to keep it that way. Download these episodes onto your phone so you have them forever. Welcome to BD4 where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now too. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. The Yankees, uh, (laughs) I mean, they won today. So, nice. But they, 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 they lost the series again. Uh, it's another series loss. It's They just continue to, to as the title says, collapse. Um, and so we're going to talk about all of that. Um, if you're watching the podcast, yeah, I uh, I got stung by a bee in the eye earlier tonight. In the right eye. And it's like half closed. So, mind my look. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, September 4th, Sunday, September 4th, 2022, as I record this episode, so it should be out by the 5th. And um, let's talk about it, let's not waste any further time. Of course, if you are new here, like I said, subscribe, download, rate, and review. Um, Also follow me on social media, I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone, I'm also on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. And of course, if you want to follow along with the blog that I write on the Yankees and the Knicks as well, and some MMA, go to bd4blog.com. Let's talk about this Yankees series, Um, and you know, we got some things to discuss, so let's get into it. Be right back. Hey fellas, I've noticed that only a small percentage of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast and want to be alerted every time a new episode drops, consider subscribing and hitting that notification bell. This way we can help the podcast grow and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, so welcome back to the show. I am your host, RJ Carbone. Episode 402 of the podcast... um, Yeah, the Yanks are collapsing. There's nothing else to be said. They are officially in the middle of a collapse. um, And honestly, I would not be shocked if they did officially collapse. Um. (sighs) The first game of this set was an indicator of, of, you know, how this series went. Um, at least offensively, the Yankees lost it. They lost nine nothing in the first game in the set. You had Domingo Herman pitching against Tampa Bay in the trop, going up against Springs. Um, no score until the bottom of the fourth for the Rays. Of course, Peralto singled in a run. One nothing Rays. Bottom of the seventh, Bethancourt some random. Three runs off a two-run home run there. Three-nothing race. Bottom of the eighth, you had Chang single. Walls walk with the bases loaded. Diaz also walk with the bases loaded. And then Margo single. So that made it 9-0 Tampa Bay. And the Yankees would lose like that. The offense did absolutely nothing. Zero runs, five hits, two extra base hits, four walks, 13 strikeouts. 0-7 Over seven with runners in scoring position, ten left on base as a team, and they made two errors. Donaldson, two errors in a row, pathetic. Um, offensively, yeah, it was just dreadful and unacceptable. You could just tell by this game; it didn't even look like like they, they were trying anymore. I mean, Glaber Torres has given up. These are such. Bullshit at-bats from Gleyber Torres. They are lazy, lackadaisical, lethargic. He's done. I have no faith that he'll turn it around the rest of the way. Maybe he turns it around in the playoffs, because I know he's, he can hit in the playoffs, but who knows? That doesn't mean he's guaranteed to do so again. Like, I believe in clutch and all that, but it doesn't mean he's guaranteed to. It's a fluid thing. Benintendi, Trevino, Glaber, and Hicks and IKF each did have a hit. Benintendi doubled. Um, he's done, by the way. Andrew Benintendi, um, yeah, no, his season's over. Andrew Benintendi's done, and that's unfortunate. That's you know he's getting wrist surgery. He he he's done. I think Carpenter's done too. Some of you are ridiculous. You think so. Some of you are, are so optimistic. It's Carpenter's an old man who broke his foot. Like, I, there's a good chance he's not coming back. Some of you think he's just guaranteed to get back. I think they're both done. Um. So there goes your two lefty swingers. That makes Anthony Rizzo that much more important. Even Oswaldo Cabrera, as the switch hitter, that much more important. I'd like to see Florial take that outfield spot over Benintendi. Maybe Miguel Andohar, but I'm kind of losing faith there. I would still like to see him over Hicks because we know that will happen. We're probably just going to see more Aaron Hicks from now, excuse me, from now the rest of, until the rest of the way, for the rest of the way, just the uh, fuck him, I'm sick of it. But Ben man, yeah, he was big for me, because that's the guy who I thought was key. I was so excited when they acquired him at the deadline. Didn't exactly live up to that here as a Yankee, unfortunately. Um, started to hit, but overall he was just 240. Not going to cut it. Um, but, I, you know, there was hope that he would turn it around, because he did start to hit, and you, you figured that, If he lived up to the back of his baseball card, he would at least have a productive hitting, you know, 20-something remaining games. And uh, I think he was key because he's that lefty contact hitter who can hit the single, hit the double, and the Yankees don't have any of that. And now that that, that's gone, and of course he played good defense and left, that's a big loss. Um, You need as many 300 hitters as you can get, and Andrew Benintendi being... One of their very few, maybe their only 300-hitter outside judge. Yeah, that's bad to lose him. Um, So we'll see what happens there. IKF also doubled in this game. Um, You know, Peraza had a pinch hit at bat. The disrespect to the fans, man, to Peraza himself, to not only sit him in this game, but then also give him an at bat down nine nothing in the ninth inning. Why the fuck wouldn't you just wait until the next day? Where that at bat means something? Where the vibes aren't shit. Where it's more exciting. Where people will be tuned in. Like his family was there the next day I believe. Like that absolutely ruined it. That spoiled it. That spoiled his moment. That was his first major league at-bat. You only get one of those, by the way. But Boone treats it like just any other ordinary at-bat. Let's just throw him out there in the ninth inning down 9 nothing. Disgusting. But are you shocked? Are you really shocked? That's what they did with Barraza. Because we see how the Yankees treat their prospects. So it's not surprising one bit at the same time. On a bright, uh, Domingo Hermann continues to pitch well. He won six and two-thirds innings, let up three runs, two earned runs, six hits, two walks, one strikeout only. A home run, 88 pitches, um, but got the loss. Yeah, it was unfortunate, made the mistake there at the end, but you know he continues to pitch well and not miss any bats. You know, It's hard to call that luck at this point because it's been so consistent. He's done it for nine starts maybe now. So I got to give him credit. He's been pitching very well, and at this moment, um, do the Yankees make it into the divisional round in the playoffs? I I, I think I have Herman in my starting four. That's kind of crazy to say, but and I kind of think he'll probably get lit up in the playoffs for some reason, just because he he doesn't have the greatest command and and you know again he hits a lot of bats, but like how do you not with the way he's been pitching? He kind of deserves it at the moment. Uh, the bullpen. Yeah, the Bum Squad bullpen pitched after that, so who really cares? It was like, a, I don't know, a bunch of randoms. Marwan Gonzalez even had a cameo. He was the best reliever of the night, pathetically. Um, yeah, that's what the Yankees are right now. The state of the Yankees is they have guys like Marwan Gonzalez pitching for them, so that, that just tells you everything you need to know about where they are right now. Um, and that was the end of the first game. Second game of the set took place Saturday. Ugh. Took place Saturday. Fucking. Uh, they lose 2-1. to one. Clark Schmidt on the mound versus Corey Kluver. Top of the third. You had Diaz single in. Two runs. 2 nothing Rays. And then that was it. Top of the ninth. Judge gets the bullshit home run. 2-1 to one, Tampa Bay. Ties his career high. 52. But that was it. The Yankees scored one run. Three hits. No walks, 7 strikeouts, over 3 with a scoring position. I don't think I've ever seen 0 walks. Wow. Talk about no effort, and we'll get to that. But 0 walks is, is, is pretty disgusting. Just shallow at-bats. Outside of Judge, nobody did shit. Judge had 2 of the 3 Yankee hits. Stanton had a bullshit bloop. So those two go three for eight together. Everybody else, the other seven hitters, 0 for 23. Pitching wise, again, you know, Clark Schmidt was okay 4.1 innings, two runs, no walks, two strikeouts. Got the loss, but he was okay. He was so so. He was fine. Better than last time. Then you had Trevino, Marinaccio, and Lickie shutting out the race for 3.2 innings. So, it was just the offense. And then the final game of the set took place today, Sunday. One forty-five game. The Yankees won, <laughs> two to one. <laughs> you had Frankie Montez going up against Armstrong. Uh, top of the first inning, Judge wastes no time with home run number fifty-three for his career high. One nothing Yankees. Top of the seventh, Oswaldo Cabrera sack fly to bring home Judge for two nothing lead, and then the bottom of the ninth, Holmes there. We'll, we'll save that for later. Clay Holmes, we'll talk about him. But you know, it, it becomes two to one, and they eventually win. Um, the bats, I mean, yeah. Listen, it wasn't it wasn't inspiring. Um, they won, but two runs, six hits, three walks. Five strikeouts, uh, 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position. Still very bad. Judge had half of their hits. He was 3 for 5 with his 53rd homer, a double, and a single. Donaldson, IKF, Higashioka, the only others with a hit. That was it. DJ looks done. Toast. He's hurt. The toe thing is officially a problem. Stanton looks awful. His timing is so off. His timing right now is of is that of a ninety-eight year old man. Guys, he's hitting two sixteen on the season. The Yankees this series <coughs> ready for this one? With runners in scoring position, this series, they were a disgusting 0 for eighteen. So, that was gross. There was a little bit of a flare, a little fire to the final game of the set. Maybe that's the spark. <laughs> Donaldson was hit by pitch early. Bench is cleared for a few minutes. Then um, later on, Boone gets tossed. Pissed off on a catcher's interference call. Or non-call. But, um, yeah, that, that was... <laughs> IKF had another bad defensive day. Routine errors. One official error, but really had two errors. He was saved from his second later on with DJ at first. Uh, Montas, I guess he pitched well. I mean, it was his best outing as a Yankee. Five innings, no runs, one hit, no walks. He did good. Seven strikeouts. Had 93 pitches, got the win. Easily his best outing yet. Um, It was the race. Not a great lineup, but he needed one. Nonetheless, His splitter, good-ass pitch. It looked good, and he got the job done. Um, One thing I am noticing about Frankie Montes, this guy labors a fuck ton. Um, Nothing has come easy so far for him. There's no easy inning. There's no easy at-bat. And I hate to do the Sonny Gray thing, but I remember Sonny Gray being a bit of a laborer. Like, he nibbled a lot. He always went into deep counts. So. That's frustrating. Now, now, some of those some of those ninety-three pitches across the five innings, see through, were because of the E six by Falafa, Falafa, Falafa. Fucking Christ, Falafel. We'll call him because that's what we've been calling him all season. It's, I either say IKF or Falafel. Some of that was because he had to throw extra pitches from IKF and his pathetic shortstop play. But still, you just watch this guy. It, he's always gonna have. He always works. I'm saying that not exactly in a positive manner. Like, he's he's just, he has trouble putting hitters away um, efficiently. But he gets it done. Not going to complain about this one. Five innings, one hit, no run. Trevino, Marinaccio, Lasagna pitched again, and then Clay Holmes. Uh, Four innings, one run, five hits, two walks, five strikeouts. Trevino pitched an inning, no runs, two strikeouts. He has done very well since joining the Yankees and is arguably their best relief pitcher since joining the Yankees. Um, yeah, no, as a Yankee, in 13 and a third innings, he's allowed just one earned run, one inherited run, eight walks and 12 strikeouts. So, just, you know, the control can become a problem, but he's getting outs, he's limiting runners, limiting runs. Marnaccio pitched the third of an inning after that, No runs, a hit, a walk. He's been pretty bad lately. Hitting a little bit of a rough patch. I hope that's what it is. I hope it's nothing more than a rough patch. Um, But, yeah, he's allowed base runners in each of his last five outings. He's allowed at least two base runners or more in four of those five outings. Um, Five innings, nine base runners in his last five outings. Not great. Lasagna. pitching an inning in two-thirds. No runs. Crack my neck. Um, one walk, two strikeouts. And then Holmes. One inning, one run, three hits, two doubles, a single, a strikeout, 20 pitches, the save, and then some help there from home plate umpire. I uh, forget his name. At the end with a low strike call. So, has one nuts. <laughs> um, so, listen, I, I don't know that you keep this guy close anymore. I think I think Clay Holmes is done. It's September. He clearly isn't turning it around anytime soon. Um, you're kind of running out of time to experiment. So if I'm the Yankees, Lasagna's hot. Maybe let's. He looks back a little bit. You know, he looks pretty good. Maybe let's try that out. Maybe we ride with him the rest of the way. Um, Lasagna, in his last 11 outings, 11.1 innings, one earned, no inherited runners allowed uh, to score. Five hits, three walks, nine strikeouts. The control is back. He's getting the ground ball outs from that sinking two-seamer. The strikeouts are there. He's never been a strikeout first pitcher. Um you know, the stuff's been electric, but it's always, you know, it moves a lot and it's hard and he gets ground balls out of it because he's got that two seam. But yeah, you know, his command is back. You know, I want, I want a guy who gets ground balls and throws strikes, and Lasagna right now is doing that. Um, that was who Clay Holmes used to be, but, uh, this guy just looks like his, his, um, he used up all of his good. <laughs> so, you know, good to get the win, um. But I'm still frustrated. I, I still don't feel great right now. And I still kind of have room for a rent. So we're going to head to break. And uh, I got some things to say when we get back. Stay with us. Be right back. Alright, so if you guys want to follow me on social media, I'm on Facebook, RJ Carbone. And I'm also on Instagram, at Rob J. Carbone. That's Facebook, RJ Carbone. And on Instagram, I'm at Rob J. Carbone. So BD4 is on so many different platforms now. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and plenty other listening platforms. You can also watch the podcast on YouTube and Spotify. And if you do listen to us on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five star rating and review. As we are currently a five-star podcast and would love to keep it that way. And if you watch the podcast on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the BD4 YouTube channel. Download, listen, watch, share it, do all of that stuff to help us grow. Welcome back to the show. Now, again, it was a good win. It was good to win, let's say. Um, earlier today against the Tampa Bay Rays, taking the final one off the drop in the three-game set. Still frustrating, you know? I get it. Bounce back, avoid the sweep, get a nice day game on Labor Day tomorrow. Most of us are off from work. But, I mean, come on. Like, I hate to do it because I've done it a lot lately and I, you know, I have a bad reputation for being negative sometimes as a Yankees fan not much positive can be taken from it if it wasn't for Aaron judge this series holy hell where are we three of their six hits today as I mentioned and if he didn't hit the ninth inning home run in the middle in the middle game the Yankees are shut out for a second consecutive game the Yankees scored just three runs the entire series. Judge scored all of those runs, just getting on base and hitting home runs. Is that what it, is that what it gets you? Is that what two hundred plus million dollars gets you? All that money on the payroll is that what it gets you? One guy producing for you? I mean, look around. Look around. That's what it is right now. That's exactly what this is. It's one man, it's a one man show at the moment. The Yankees have a bunch of 200 batting guest hitters. Total guest hitters who cannot for the life of them go the opposite way. Bunt or drive runners in with a simple base hit. They are home runner bust. They can't put it in play consistently. A lot of the time, when they do, they're grounding into a double play. An entire 19 teams have hit into less double plays than the Yankees have. They can't field. They can't run the bases. Their fundamentals don't exist. I mean, fourth grade shit. Shit you learn in summer ball growing up. They'll make AAA pitchers look like all stars. And All-Stars look like Hall of Famers. How many players on this team? Here's a question. How many players on this current Yankees team? Can you look at and say, that's a ball player right there. That's a baseball player. That's a baseball guy. Aaron Judge. DJ LeMayu. Maybe Anthony Rizzo and and, uh, Andrew Benintendi. It's a completely one-dimensional roster. And how many of those guys I just listed are producing and healthy right now? One. One. One one of those guys. Now, they started off well. DJ started off well. Rizzo has had some good productive stretches for the Yankees. Even guys like Torres, Stanton, had their great stretches prior to the All-Star break. But since then, holy hell, has it been a one-man show. I question how many of these guys actually give two shits. Some of them might give one shit. But two shits, it's got to be a short list if there is one. Because sometimes I can just see it through the body language. The lethargic at-bats, quick counts, weak contact. I just described Glaber Torres right there team needs a leader. Their manager's not a leader. And this is not a knock-on judge. He's great. He's their best player, but he's not a leader. Like, you need a guy with a voice. Derek Jeter had a voice. You know? I wish they would get some of their former... I was listening to uh, a big Yankees fan, Joe's McFly. Made some great points on his... uh, I guess he had like a rant video the other day during the Game 2 loss. Talking about how we need some former Yankee legends in there. To coach and help out and be coordinators. They did that, but I guess that's only for spring training. Like with Pettit, Sabathia, A-Rod. But God forbid, we get some former Yankee legends to coach and manage. Would be nice. Like actual ball players with experience and success. Resumes, winners. It's the Yankees. They have the advantage so they can do that. A lot of teams don't have that advantage. But instead, we have these randoms. Blake, Rojas, Harkey, Lawson. That guy does nothing. Lawson. I would love to see Don Mattingly manage one day. Because you know he's done in Miami. Jeter's out. Team's going nowhere this year. They haven't been forever. He's definitely gone. I would love to see Posada play a part in this team. I wanted Buck Showalter. Very disappointed that happened. Especially knowing he went to Queens. Pettit as a pitching coach would be cool. Like, be, it's sad that we have to talk about needing a leader because their manager isn't one. They had to fire the entire coaching staff last year because they wanted guys, they wanted to surround Boone with guys who would push the players more. It's like, if, if you have to do that, doesn't that mean your manager's the problem? So if they blow the division, if they end up blowing this division lead. Um, or even if they don't, but they're another first or second round exit, it's got to end. Like, you have got to blow it the fuck up. You got to get this clown boon out of here. You got to get Cashman the fuck out of here. I would love Theo Epstein, by the way. Just putting that out there. Get Cashman's analytics lords the fuck out of here. And... Find a way to get Hal to sell the team. And I realize I'm, you know, coming across as as the spoiled Yankees fan. But a little bit of newsflash for you, okay? I'm not a fan of your shitty organization. So why would I care for them? I am a Yankees fan. I'm not a Pirates fan. I'm not an Athletics fan. I'm not a Tigers fan. I'm not an Angels fan. I am a New York Yankees fan. And here, we expect excellence. We don't play the whole happy-to-be-here game. We are winners here. We carry a winner's mentality. I am not about the participation award garbage. So you can take that garbage somewhere else. You can be for it. Right? Tigers fans, A's fans, all you guys can be for that. But we aren't. Why would we? It makes no sense. If you Let me ask you a question. If you're a shitty team, right? If you're a garbage small market team had a quarter-billion-dollar payroll, like the Yankees do, you wouldn't expect excellence? You'd be fine with being good, not great? And that's another thing. Because it's like, why is Yes Network, Yankees Media, and even some Yankees and MLB fans, non-Yankees fans, probably the younger ones, acting like this Yankees team, this current Yankees team, has been there before? And is like just coming off a recent World Series appearance, like no, this team has done nothing but golf in mid-October every year, every fall. Under Boone, last every year he's been here: divisional round exit, championship round exit, divisional round exit, wild card round last year exit. Literally, going backwards. They had a 15 and a half game lead and were on pace for 125 wins. So the entire, they were bound to, request some, to regress somewhat. This is only natural. You were never going to win that many games. That's not realistic. That whole narrative. Yeah, that's been over though. Because they didn't just go from 125 win pace to 110, 105, 100 even. They are now on pace for less than 100 wins. Do you realize that if they go any worse than 20 and 8 the rest of the way, which is an incredible record, they will not win 100 games. So they have to go 20 and 8 to win 100 games. If they go 500, they will win just 94 games. Okay? So it was 125 wins. That was the pace. It was 125. Then they regressed. But now it's gone even further down into the abyss. They had a 15 and a half game lead, people. That went all the way down to four. Three of the lost column yesterday. They are 31 and 38 since June 19th. That's a 69 game stretch we're talking about here. So please... Can we not act like sensitive little snowflakes and pretend that the most passionate fans in the world are supposed to carry this cupcake mentality like you all do? Yeah, we're going to be upset. I can't believe I have to say. I cannot believe that. I can't believe that we have to say this to you. But yeah, losing 25 games on your pace in just two and a half months is a pretty rational reason to be concerned. And honestly, with me, it's not even about the struggle itself. With me, it's just about the way the Yankees are structured. Like the way their roster is constructed. Can't talk tonight. The way their roster is constructed. The way they are led. Their philosophy. That's it. That is it. That's all it is for me. I don't like the, uh, the entire three true outcome obsession offensively. I don't like the new buddy-buddy managing style. I don't like the way Cashman built this roster around 200 hitters, old men, and guys who are constantly getting injured. I mean, we've got guys getting injured swinging bats for fuck's sake. It's pathetic. It really is fucking pathetic. I'm just sick of the excuses. Like, why do all of our successful players, not all, but a lot of our successful acquisitions have to be diamond in the rough, guys? The only, like, we do, a Cashman loves finding the diamond in the rough. Diamond in the rough is for small market teams who can only afford so much. You had $200 million to work with. That's what you did with it? We should not be talking about this team being flawed at their core in September. So, if it doesn't end differently, shuffle it the fuck up. Shuffle it up at the end. Speaking of, I played a fun little game with my buddy yesterday, uh, Greg from Yankee Crazy Podcast. He and I were talking. We were talking about what like little scenarios. And he asked me a question. He asked, he said, what would you accept to hopefully force some long-term change with the Yankees? And he gave me three options. He said, A, win the AL East, but a first-round exit. B, make the wild card, but a first-round exit. And C, miss the playoffs entirely. I had to think about it for a second. And first of all, any of these, first off, should force major change. Any of these things that happen, if, if, if the Yankees end up doing either A, B, or C, that should force change. It needs to. But I think option A does not change anything. I honestly don't. And that's sad because that's probably the most likely scenario here. I think option B might. It very well might if they blow the division and leave in the wild card. Yeah, it could force some you know, some, some change upstairs. Um option C I don't see as realistic, but absolutely would have to force change, you would think. But I really couldn't give an answer. Like my answer was my answer to that is like I'm going to ride it out, okay? I'm going to ride it out, and I'm going to root for the Yankees to win the AL East and and go as far as they can get in the playoffs. But any of the you know ladder B and C would be painful to do to root for now, but after the fact, it will be the right thing long term. So, yeah, I, I just hope that like. Man, I really hope at the end of the season, if they don't win the World Series, they make big change. Honestly, they need to do that. That should be it. That should be what their what their plan is. Win the World Series, let this be the last time we roll with the squad, and, and if it doesn't work, scrap it, blow it up, fucking make some big change. You know, we were talking about having baseball players on the team just a few minutes ago, and I wanted to bring this up before we wrap it up. I couldn't help myself but to look up some stats. Gio Urshela and Brandon Drury. It hurts, man. They're having such solid seasons. It's bizarre, that whole thing, isn't it? Both of them pushed out because we thought we had something in Miggy and Miggy ends up being the worst player of the three. But both Drury and Urshela are having solid seasons. They're both being paid pennies. One of them, one of them, we did not need to trade, but desperately wanted a return. The other, we could have easily traded for this past deadline, but we're worried about feelings. So it's just fucking frustrating. Um, but I'm just tired of seeing this team just not hit anymore. I'm tired of not being surprised that they aren't hitting consistently. Like, I know they're going to lead... Offensive categories in their regular season. They'll put up stats, but they'll also go through cold spells, which most likely indicate how their offense is going to perform in October. So hopefully, some of these prospects can start giving a spark and start hitting. Cabrera hasn't really hit much outside of Oakland, and that's Oakland. Peraza just got here, but he is the number three prospect. You know, so hopefully, we see something on this homestand. It'd be nice to get him hitting. He's got a hit. Um, Floreal we know can't hit. Anything off speed or any kind of breaking pitch is, is an automatic swing and miss. Um, but he is an excellent outfielder. He has all those tools. Uh, made a nice play today. In the ninth inning. I say let him play the Hicks role. That's the fourth outfielder off the bench. Or now that Ben Attendee, sir. Let him play. But, um... Yeah, I'm still pretty down on this team. I'm sorry. Uh, Gonna head to break and we'll wrap it up with our MYK MMA question of the day when we get back. Stay with us. Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at studio69nj. Studio 69 Productions where dreams are heard and born. So, for this episode, episode 402, our NYK MMA question of the day is, how many American League All-Star teams did Thurman Munson make in his 11-year career? How many American League All-Star teams did Thurman Munson make in his 11-year career? Let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. If you get the answer correct... I'll give you a shout out in the next episode in front of all two of my followers. Um, if you attempt to guess the answer, doesn't matter if you get it, if you get it wrong, but attempt to guess the answer, then I'll give you the answer in the next show. All right, that's it. Episode four hundred two in the books. I'm your host R.J. Carbone, and. Um, That's all we've got for this episode, folks. Thanks for tuning in as always. And you can find the podcast on the many different platforms that we are on. You can find me on social media. And you can also find my website at bd4blog.com. Thanks for tuning in to episode 402 of BD4. And I'll see you in the next one. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.